What up, y'all? This your girl Tutu, and I'm here with my good sis. What up? It's your girl Lakaya, and you're tuned in to the Shots and Ships podcast. Yes. What's poppin', sis? What's, What's going poppin'? on? How your week been? It's been a good week. You know, I'm sitting here relaxing on this happy birthday to MLK. I know that's right. Even though I got to go to work tomorrow, but you know, we're they, still going to drink to observing? that. They ain't observing? It's not right. Okay. <laughs> of course not. And did the day down change the day? You know, absolutely. It's definitely a, a big day. You know, um, we definitely salute and, you know, pay homage to, you know, Martin Luther the King. You know, yes. I lived and grew up on King Drive. <laughs> so, you know, I definitely have to make sure that, you know, we say happy birthday happy to the birthday. one and only, to the change maker for sure. And you know what's crazy? When I lived in Georgia, I was actually a member of the SCLC, which what? was, um, it was a society that was set up, um, and it was in tribute to everything with Martin Luther King. I used to live in Georgia. And so um, everything we did was in the works of things that, you know, he represented. Okay. Which was pretty damn dope. That is dope. Um, at the time. So, you know, um, definitely have a big place in my heart for everything, you know, Martin Luther King related for sure and his mm-hmm. family. Um, and then, you know, other good news, you know, to bring to the table, which is we also, you know, we always love good news. Um, DeMar Hamlin. He's been released from the hospital. Yes. He's going yes. home. So, you know, that's a big, big thing. You know, we're so happy. It was yes. such an unexpected situation to take place. But the bigger blessing is to know that, you know, he's recovering and he's headed back home. And he's so headed shout home. Out to him. Shout out. For Matter sure. of fact, shots. Shots for that. We're going to take a shot for, for Martin Luther the King and hey. DeMar Hamlin. Yes. Absolutely. Let's do it right now. Mm. And if you haven't tuned into our podcast before, then you should absolutely know that you need to be sure to have a shot glass ready because that's what we're about. We're going to talk shit and we're going to take a shot. So we take get your glasses, get your glasses and release and have a good conversation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what we're doing. So, yes. Uh, but it's, you know, always a good time. Always good to be here and to just be able to take our time to do what we do, man. Like, you know, so much shit mm. be going on through the week. And this is like the safe place, you know. This, this is, is where we this get is to the relaxation and do what we do and just talk. You know, yes. we used to have these conversations. I mean, we talk every damn day, but you know, we just having these conversations where we're able to, you know, include our audience and mm-hmm. you know have you guys tune in, send us messages, send us suggestions, send right. us scenarios. We love it. So make sure you guys continue to do so. And so we're actually going to get ready to tap in now. Y'all sent us a few things, and you know what? It's getting a little deep on this one, but you know, we're going to tap into it. Let's we talk go. about friendships. We talk about relationships. And we we talk also about talk about family ships. And so today, it's time to dig deep and talk about some family. We're going to talk about that bloodline, y'all. <laughs> All right, let's get All into right. it. So the first question that was sent in is, when did you realize your mom or dad wasn't perfect? Ooh, we are they listening? <laughs> <laughs> um... Oh, we you want to answer that first? I definitely don't. Go ahead, Damn. sis. Okay, <laughs> let me see. You know that thing? Go. Uh, you watch? Uh, do you watch? Uh, Love and Marriage Huntsville. Martell always be like, "Yeah, damn." <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me see. So, um, okay, let me start with my mom. Okay. When did I realize that she wasn't perfect? Ah, it's so hard to say because growing up, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna go off growing up. Uh, she was super independent, uh, A1 credit, had her shit together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she was the all-around American girl, baddest chick on the block, um, you know. So uh, 
I'm trying to think like I would have to say when it came to when I started wanting to get into my own dreams. Okay. I would say when I started to want to get into my own dreams because so before anything else, I wanted to dig into the music industry. Mm-hmm. I wanted to sing. Right. And so, you know, at the time um, I saw Usher's mom, Mama Pate. Mm-hmm. I saw, I think, is that her name? I'm sorry if I got it wrong. Um, I also saw um, Monica's mom. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was like, okay, everybody, mama being a manager, mama needs you to be a manager. And she was like, I don't know the first thing about it. <laughs> and, you know, it kind of was like, I would say the first time that I saw something for my mom where it was like, I don't know how to do it. Right. And so I think that was one of the first things. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing was when... The older I got and it's like my dreams were, like I said before, I kind of like would tune into like, you know, some of the, I would watch movies like Wall Street, corporate America type movies, business movies, stuff like that. So I would tune into like watching movies where they was like handling big money. Mm -hmm. And so even though my mom had all of her shit together and she had bank accounts for me and my sister teaching us how to use ATMs at like five and six years old, you know, we wasn't handling big money. We wasn't taught about credit. We wasn't talking about like trust Mm -hmm. funds. We wasn't taught about, um, you know, certain things that um, consist of financial literacy. Okay. Um, we were taught, you know, the I would say the very basics. The basics. And then once I got older, that was when I was like, damn, you ain't know this. Right. But, you know, it was a different time and it was a different era. True. Um, so I would say that about my mom. So let's start with the mamas. Then we're let's going start, to the okay, we're going to start so with the moms. Like let's go um, <laughs> when I noticed my mom wasn't perfect. I would say right after high school. Okay. Um, all throughout my childhood, high school, my mom was there 24-7. She came to every fucking game. Mm-hmm. She was on point. Like, I, I have to give it to her. Like, I didn't even realize we were poor until I got older. Let me say that. Okay. Um, but after high school, when I started becoming into my own, more so around the time of... When I had actually came to her and was like, yo, I'm pregnant. That's when I was like, yo, my mama isn't a super mom. Yeah. Like she has faults. Yeah. She fuck up. And her thoughts are sometimes a little bit. The mindset was. was The mindset was. Yeah. Yeah. You expected her to maybe go into a solution mode. Exactly. You and her. Yeah. And it was definitely not that. Gotcha. My, honestly, my world was turned up and down, upside down when my mom decided yeah, it was her decision where she was like, oh, you pregnant? Yeah. All right. You're an adult. Get out. Gotcha. Like, what the fuck? Right. What the fuck like, you mean? We can't, we can't deal with the way we deal with everything can we? Else. Can we talk about it? Got you. That's sure. when she, I won't say when she stopped being perfect, but yeah. when I realized like, oh, my mom is not the super mom I thought she was. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Her solution yeah. was for me to stand on my own. Yeah, even though I was not ready, not ready mentally, none of that. Yeah. None of that. Yeah. So that's when it really hit me. Um, for my dad, honestly, I don't. I always knew that nigga wasn't wasn't perfect because yeah. he wasn't necessarily around. Yeah, my dad was one of those. He was a hood boy, mm-hmm. and although my dad would come 
as I'm told, will come pick me up and throw me in the back of his caddy. Yeah. And we'll be rolling. Not me realizing, like, uh, this nigga had me in the streets, in the streets with him. <laughs> For sure. Uh, when my dad decided streets were more important than my grandma picked up on my dad's side. Mm-hmm. And she always made sure I knew my dad. I was around my dad and everything. But in all actuality, I saw my dad's flaws. And I accepted him. It was just like, eh, that's my daddy. I yeah. feel you on that. I definitely, I feel like I saw my dad's flaws early as well. Yeah. Um, I definitely noticed certain things growing up. And people think that kids don't pay attention. Like, kids shit. don't see shit. Um, and to clarify, Mama Patton. Not Mama Peyton, Mama Patton. Okay. But, um, for um, Usher's mom. But definitely, um, I saw flaws early on and you know when you get older you take it to account like damn how old did your parents have you and oh so you know my mom she had me at 21 my dad uh was a couple years younger i believe like a year or two so you know and that maturity level of course is different and so damn my mom was yeah. 16 my dad was 17 if i'm not mistaken so kids as exactly. kids yeah, yeah. definitely so they, really, they didn't know what the hell they was doing no and by the time they even still reached a maturity level it still was just the mentality of you know what to do was still different especially right. you know from now you know um mm-hmm. the coaching is different i believe you know, oh it definitely um, is the maturity levels are different now but i you know i mean i went through some things when it came to my dad not being in my life and it mm-hmm. wasn't really necessarily because I wanted to go through those things, but it was more so uh, learning that, you know, and I see this even to this day. I will say that this is, you know, trickled down generation to generation. Mm -hmm. A lot of females like, you know, you don't have the man in your life. Sometimes you put the kids involved in things that they shouldn't be involved in. And it it turns into, you know, it not being about the children anymore. But you start to realize, like, this fight really ain't about me. It's not. And so that's something that I, I learned, like. I probably was about seven, eight years old. And I yeah. ended up having to tell my mom, like, listen, stop. Okay, See, this ain't about me. And I I'm didn't, realizing that this listen, ain't about me. When I this tell you, y'all. one thing I have always took away from my mom and my dad's relationship. Yeah. My mom never spoke bad to me about my dad. See, yeah. She encouraged me. Yeah. to be around him and to call him. Yeah. I couldn't even tell you if my mom was ever mad at my dad. Oh, see, I knew it like, all. Like, yeah. I knew it all. I knew. And I thank her for that because yeah. I take that approach. Although sometimes, you know, my slick ass mouth gets the best Facts. of me. But for the most part, the I take that approach laid. with mine. Yeah. No. I we don't. Her. I don't speak bad about it. You're going to figure it out. And I, that was her yeah. approach. Like, oh, okay. Call your dad if you want to. Oh, baby. I got the complete opposite. But you really? know. Really? But, you know, I can see both sides. Yeah. And I'll say that. Um, you know, because once you get older, you do see and you do wonder like, okay, so why didn't you do this? And why didn't you do that? Yeah. So one thing that I have seen with some men or some fathers, and let me make sure that I preface this by saying this is not all fathers. fathers. Men tend to give up quickly. Oh my God. They tend to give up quickly mm-hmm. when it comes to the fight for their child. And okay. so back then... And just even seeing different things just throughout my life and different situations with friends that I've gotten to know and other mm-hmm. family members. We all, if you think about it, have the same story when it comes to the father where they say, 
well, your mama didn't want to let me see you. Right. Okay, well, nigga, what did you do? Like, you didn't want to fight. You know, you had rights as well. Right. So I think that that is the thing. Now, when it came to my dad, it was never a perfection moment. It was never something to be like, oh, I noticed they weren't Nah, baby. My nah. dad is a partier. He was out there living his best life, okay? Even on the <laughs> weekends that we were supposed to be hanging. Like, we would get together and, like, yeah. it was my weekend. And so we would be in his presence, right? But then mm. we would, like, okay, we're finna take you to the grandma house. Right. We're finna go out to the party and then we'd pick you up that right. or the right. next day or whatever. Okay. Spend a couple of hours and then we'd head on, you know, to the crib or whatever and take you home. So. You know, I definitely experienced that, but I think that the older I got, I realized the age range that they fell into at the time frame that that happened. And it was like, oh, okay. So you were still super young. You were still thinking that you could live your life and do your thing and that your mama, granny, would be there to kind of pick up the pieces and take care of your responsibilities kind of during that time. And they did. They absolutely did. It's it's, it's grandma. That's what they're going to do. So. I definitely think that for my dad, that was pretty much the thing. So, you know, I would say we're more so really good friends to this day, yeah. um, more so than anything. But when it comes to um, like being like, oh, dad or daddy's girl, I can't necessarily say I'm 100 percent that. Right. Um, but it is because of the lack of the relationship that was built from being a child. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to my mom, I would say she, you know, she definitely did her independent woman thing. But. When it came down to me, I was inquisitive, like, growing up. Like, I wanted to learn about stocks mm. in the sixth grade. I'll never forget one of my um, teachers. i never forget her name was Miss Schofield. And okay. one of the words that she taught us, um, you know, in English class was proxy. And so she taught us the definition. And then I said, okay, well, you know, can you kind of use it in a way that I would use it, you know, sentence-wise? And then she gave a definition of it having to do with stock market. And so I was like, huh, you know, I've been watching some movies and stuff on that <laughs> as this little weird kid that I was. And right. So, you know, at that point, she gave me a sentence with it or whatever. And I asked her if she knew about stocks and she said she did. And so I would ask her, like, well, can you tell me more about that? She said, well, if you have time after your last class, I will still be here and I'll sit and I'll tell you what I know right. about stocks. I was in the sixth grade. That's dope. But if I was able to go home to my mom and say, mom, can you tell me about stocks? This that is when I been realized different. that she was not perfect. Yeah. She could not tell me about that. Do I fault her for it? No, because it boils down to what she learned. Exactly. And, you know, and your parents can only teach you what they know. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. They can only teach you what you know. Absolutely. So that was a good question. So yes. I would say definitely you can't fully blame your parents for Mm-mm. being, first of all, no one's perfect. So let's just start yeah. there. No one is perfect, but. There is a time where, you know, your parents can be your superheroes, you know, mm-hmm. and once you realize that it can really affect you, but it if can. you learn early that no one is a hundred percent perfect and there are things that you're going to find out that they don't have the answer to. This is true. Can't judge them on it. You know, now I do have together. a question that just popped up. For sure. Do you think that the relationship that you have or lack thereof with your dad yeah. affects your relationship? Affects my your relationship with your partner. You know what? No. For me, I will say no. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I'm saying no is because I was blessed. In a time frame that my dad was not around, I was actually raised by my grandparents. Okay. And so I was still raised in a two-parent home and I still got to see exactly what that looked like from a domestic woman standpoint of my grandmother right. and a standpoint of my grandfather who worked multiple jobs to provide and take care of the home. Okay. And she had to just make sure that everything was okay in the household. 
So, um, no. And then from there, I also had my uncle. Mm-hmm. And then after having my uncle, I, you know, went to high school. And then, you know, both of us went to high school together. We had Coach E. We had Coach E. Coach Lyles. So, you know, we just had daddies upon daddies. Right. So, you know, we was blessed in that regard where we were able right. to get the mentorship and the advice and the different things that we needed right. at that particular time. So I can't say that I necessarily missed out on anything. Yeah. And I think that's another thing that helps me not to hold my dad to like how certain kids kind of hold on it. You were never there. Like yeah. for me, I don't do that. See, that's um, the thing. That's um, if you don't know, I'm the oldest of eight. Yeah. That Papa was a Rolling Stone. Yeah. yeah. I'm my mom's only child. But like with my dad, he is my friend. Yes. But I am also damn near daddy's girl. Mm-hmm. Now, I say that because in high school, when I used to get into some shit, I didn't call my mama. I used to call my daddy. You knew who to call, yeah. I called my daddy. And I would just be like, he would let me vent authentically. And he gave it to you straight. He definitely did, as he still does today. Yeah. He gave it to me straight. It was more of a, he'll let me vent. And I'm like, daddy, this bitch has got me fucked up. Facts. Like, I'm finna go the fuck that. off. And he's yeah. like, all right, all right. And he's like, okay, I'm on my way. Yeah. But also... Pipe the fuck down. He knew how to get in where he fit in and yes. still be able to be that authoritative yes. figure. In and your I life. think that and relationship. Like just I mean, that. it depends on you what. You're a hybrid between you and your mom. I was going to say, it depends like on who them. I'm sitting next to. Yep. So if I'm next to my mom and them, you're going to be like, oh, you look just yep. like them. But if I'm sitting next to my dad, you're like, yep. damn, you look like your dad. your daddy. I'm like, girl, you look just like your daddy. Right. I'm definitely a hybrid. Yes. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, do I feel like. My relationship with my dad plays a part in my relationship with my husband a little bit. Okay. And I only say a little bit because although I have an amazing stepmom, mm-hmm. I was only able to see so much of him loving on her. My dad and my mom okay. didn't have that relationship type relationship. I feel you. From what that. I understand, it was just the, like, we kicking it. Oh, shit. You got popped off and that's what it was so and we now we're here regard, right? yeah but it was it was that's just what it was you didn't see um, how you see on tv like mom and daddy dancing in the house right 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 little good moments that make you smile exactly as a child. i didn't i didn't get TV. that which Absolutely. which yeah. is fine by me For i mean sure. shit but yeah. i did get to see him loving on my my other mom yeah you know because yeah. basically that's my other mom Facts. i did get to see that yeah. So I think that helped me understand yeah. a loving, like a love from the partner standpoint. Okay, now don't get me wrong. I still have some learning that I had yeah. to do to love my husband the way that he needs to be loved. For sure. For sure. But um, yeah, that yeah. whole that whole thing you just mentioned about the other, they're like, my dad wasn't there. He wasn't there. He wasn't there. Yeah. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. I talked to him and let him know like, yo, it was times where I was hanging with you. We went to mm-hmm. go see my brothers. And I'm like, these niggas got the new Jordans on their feet. Right, right. Daddy, I yeah. asked you for a pair of gym shoes for basketball. That'd be the hard And part. granny and my mama is who did it. Mm-hmm. Not you, you know. Right. So I did get over that and I did speak my truth to him. He understood. He's like, baby girl, let me just, let me let you know. When I had you, I was still a youngin'. So do you feel like like the main thing seems to be that it's like when it comes down to having that conversation with the fathers, that it kind of boils down back to the relationships with the mom, where it's mm-hmm. like 
well, your mama didn't, your mama ain't want me to see. Your mama right. kept you away. Cause that's, see, I couldn't I even tell you. I couldn't tell you that because my mom was not one of those moms. Okay. She wasn't. She was never one of those, you can't see her type things. Right. You know, so I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I feel you on that. But I do know a little bit about that um, resentment and how some of the... I'm just going to say some of my siblings, maybe siblings, um, they can't let it go. And it's like, if you've had that conversation, at what point do you let that go? Yeah. Because as an adult, you can't be jealous of my relationship with our father. Like, that's my daddy. And that's because I talk to him, like, about real shit. And I tell him straight up, like, that was fucked up. And he was like, yeah, it was, baby girl. Right. But we're going to move forward. So we have the relationship we have because we both work at it. Right. Versus him always having to apologize. Once he apologizes and is sincere, it's up to me to accept it and move on. Right. And I think that, you know, I think that can be very tough for a lot of people. It is. Um, I think that is something that definitely can take time. It can take healing and even therapy. Definitely need therapy behind that. If you you can't truly sit back and accept it for what because it is. Because you want to you want to know, you know, at some point like, well, why didn't you fight for me or anything mm-hmm. like that? And I, I think I'm a rare situation only because I did not give a damn. See, I really and that's why I'm like I'm trying I to understand it, but care. I didn't give a fuck. I did not. Cuz really granting them to good care of me. Yeah, in fact, and that's how I feel. Like I have my grandma, I have my granddaddy, I have my coaches, I have my I yeah. didn't give a damn, but I can see like I know like for instance like for my sister like it really bothered her. You know, uh-huh. But for me, I was like, and maybe that's why we are the way we are with our dads now Absolutely. because we, and we are can just at it that. Be cool with them. We can yes. sit at the bar with them. We're gonna have conversations and all that. Yeah, you might not get the mug. I'm probably not gonna be like, Dad, number I'm not one, call you daddy. I'm not gonna say that I'm a daddy's girl. You're not yeah. gonna. Get world's greatest dad mug. No, like, no, no. You're not. not you're definitely not happen. getting that mug. But, but I will. We're cool enough to exist. We're cool enough to know that there is no love lost. Yes. There's no hard feeling. So that was definitely a good one. You know. So I would say in feedback to that, not advice, but in feedback to definitely understand that you know your parents are human and understand that they come from learning what they learned based on what they saw right and the foundation that was laid for them now sometimes everybody goes straight you can learn the best shit ever and still choose to make your own damn decisions this is true so it's not going to be fully just put on the ancestors either nigga. now listen They're let's not let's not do the apologizing and continue to do the same shit absolutely. apologize and progress with absolutely. it absolutely Change behavior with yep. your apology. Actions. Absolutely. Actions speak so louder than words. Action, they seem like they're willing to take the steps to do what they need to do. Do the Understand work. Understand that parents are not perfect. But also sometimes see if you can get their side of the story. Yeah. Not about the relationship demise between them and daddy or whatever. No, 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 no. But no. more so, how did you grow up and how did he grow up? Mm-hmm. What kind of parents did he have? What kind of because a lot of times, you know, folks have babies, you know, we do it. And then it's like, well, she, he came from a shitty ass family, and your right. family probably was a little different, or vice versa. She just vice came versa. from a messed up family, and you know, and you gotta be careful who you have babies. Let's by keep in mind, ain't no is. goddamn manual to this shit. It really ain't. We're all out here winging this shit. Absolutely, absolutely. That's that. That is the secret Facts. that everybody keeps saying. What is the secret to life? We all out here winging this we shit. Gonna figure it out together. And with that, that part, we're going to take a shot. So if you haven't shot, already shot, shot. shots and chips is about taking shots and talking about all kinds of relationships. Get your shot glasses. Yes, 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 yes. 
Mm. Mm-hmm. Good old whiskey. I'm going to keep saying that. Because <laughs> that's what we drink. Listen. But no, that was a good one. That was good. And I think we got one more, actually. Let's let's, we have let's, one let's more? talk about it. Y'all want to talk about families today. You want to talk about mamas. <laughs> Y'all know that line from um White Girls. It's like, oh, you want to talk, <laughs> talk about mamas? <laughs> All right. So this one is loyalty to the one that raised you in Ooh. the battle in reconciling with the one that didn't. Okay, sis. I'm going to let you go ahead and shit, like, answer that. So, I will say, when it comes to loyalty to the one that raised me, that would be my mom. And then it would be kind of the battle that you go through with reconciling with the one that didn't. So, my mom raised me, right? Outside of... So, my grandparents raised me. My mom had me. My mom was around, but my mom... She worked a lot. So she was a part of the police academy. So she had me at 21. Boom. Had to go on back to the police academy, do her thing. So at that particular point, kindergarten on down about high school, I was raised by my grandparents. My mother was around. It just wasn't a 100% consistent situation with, you know, living in a home with her, being around her every single day. However, having a relationship with her even still. Now, no relationship at the time with my dad. So when I got old enough to have a relationship with my dad, then it became an issue, I would say, honestly, with my mom. Because everything that my mom went through with my dad, that's her relationship, number one. So a lot of times the parents have to learn to take the children out of it because that's already, y'all already got a fucked up relationship. Then you have me, you have a baby, right? So now... I get 18 years old and now I'm around my dad Mm -hmm. and in being around him, it's like, all right, you know, okay. I understand what happened between y'all. I, you wasn't there, whatever. I ain't gonna hold it against you. You ain't that bad. You know, you cool. We can kick it. And so in that now my mom questions my loyalty Mm. to her because of now having a relationship with a nigga. She don't fuck with no more. I eat my dad. Right. You feel me? I feel And so that can be very tough to do. However, you have to be able to be honest with your parents and say, hey, I ain't got shit to do with what y'all went through before (laughs) y'all had. That part. Take me out of that particular scenario. But he didn't do anything for you. He wasn't there for you. And he didn't show up to this. And he didn't show up to that. Y'all handle that shit. Y'all handle that. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, I can only get to know this person at this point in time in my life. Right. And at this point in time, I'm grown. So I get to know you. I get to ask the questions that I mm-hmm. need to ask. I'll get to figure out if you bullshitting, if right. you could have been there, if you could have did more or whatever that could have looked like. Right. And at that point, that is on me to address it mm-hmm. from my standpoint, because I'm the one living it. Yes, the parent is going through it as well, but the child is really the one that's living it. True. Because the child is the one that got to hit a shit all goddamn day. The child is the one that got to deal with the parent having an issue with it. Mm-hmm. And then when you go on to those little other, every other weekend visits, now when you come home is, what y'all do? Did your daddy take you to Chuck E. Cheese? Did he do this? Did he do that? <laughs> God damn, I got to come home and be interrogated. Right. You feel me? And so it is really a struggle for a child if any new parents that are maybe going through this are listening. Mm-hmm. No child want to come home and have to talk about that shit. That this shit is, is irritating as fuck. It really the fuck is, and it has an effect. 
And what you'll do is you'll end up making your child, when they have a kid, if they unfortunately go through a situation where the man or woman did not stick around. They're going to repeat that cycle. They're going to repeat that shit. Now they're going to interrogate their goddamn kids. I'm not saying don't ask how things went. Don't start asking if he did this, did he value this like he said he was and all this other. Because you're right. really asking that for you. You're not asking that for me. Exactly. You feel me? And so I think that that creates a thing where it makes you feel like, I don't even know if I even want to go over there. Right. Or if I go over there, when I come home, I'm probably going to lie and say everything was good just to keep the peace. See. So it's tough. That's That sounds tough. It is. When I tell you I didn't have that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have that um, with my mom. I didn't, and I don't. I haven't done it with my kids. Mm -hmm. When they go to wherever they're going and they enjoy them time themselves at the time that it was happening, because now it's it's non-existent. Yeah. Um, I would just ask them, "Did you have fun?" Exactly, and that's a good that's question. it. Did you what did you do? And when I'm asking, "What did you do?" It's not for me to know. It's right. so they can recap. You ain't trying to be like, "Oh, that nigga didn't do what he did." Right? Yeah. No, yeah. I follow the philosophy. That nigga ain't doing it. Mama take care of it. Right. Me growing up, spending time with my dad and my grandma on that side. Mm -hmm. My mom used to just ask me. She said, "So, what did you do?" Right. Did you go to the Kingdom Hall? So, yes, I was raised. Part Jehovah Witness and part Baptist. Oh, wow. How, how the fuck that work out? Yeah. I'm just spiritual now. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I so, I mean. over here, but my birthday is over here. Exactly. Yeah. And I, when I tell you going through both religions is interesting. Mm -hmm. I've witnessed. I've been in the field. Mm -hmm. So, I've done it. Yeah. Um. Again, it's interesting. It's a lot. But so, how do you feel like regarding being loyal to you know, the parent that wasn't there. And it, honestly, and the it's thing not is, it's loyalty. not even loyalty. It really ain't even loyalty. It's, it's not just, loyalty. It's a relationship. Actually, it's a, you know. I can get the loyalty question. And that would, I think that would probably come to the point of when your mom is doing something similar to the interrogation. That's yeah. where the loyalty come in. Right. But if you had someone as my mom when I was growing up, there is no loyalty. Yeah. Meaning... These are both my parents. Right. I love them both. That's it. That's all. And if you fuck with either one, I'm going to war behind them. Absolutely. So it's like, although I grew up in they with a not a two parent home. Yeah. But I will do your ass in behind my mama. Yeah. Just like I would do your ass in behind my daddy. Period. I would say the That's biggest it. thing is as a child. Don't feel like you have to pick. Don't pick. Don't feel like you have you to You don't choose. have to choose. Hear both sides of the story if both sides are given. Exactly. And find a happy medium for what works yes. for you. And as an one, adult, you, you have the... be here. Exactly. And as an adult, you have the right to tell whatever parent that's doing that, tell me this, this, and that, or you, you're picking him over me. Tell him, no, I, I, this is my it's relationship with that's this it. parent. Absolutely. This ain't got nothing to yeah. do with what y'all did or yeah. didn't do. I think for kids, it is hard. So I will say, you know, when you grow up, uh, the biggest thing is that you learn to decipher, you know, if this is more so about you as a child mm -hmm. or if you learn that, you know what? This ain't got this, shit to do with me. This ain't got shit to do with me. Like, what the yeah. fuck? You know, and once you grow up and you realize that that is actually what it is, um, 
it helps you to find the happy medium. In the it beginning, does. if you're a child going through this, it's going to be extremely tough. It because does. Because you're yeah. living with one. You're not around the other as much. And so and you're definitely going to automatically yeah. give that loyalty to one. Especially if on that, that one is always sure talking shit about the other one. And make that child feel bad yeah. for being around the other one. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, that was definitely a good topic. I Listen. Love it. We're definitely going to dig in more into... You know, some more family ships, you know. Yes. It's going to get deep, y'all. So it's definitely going to get questions, deep. You know, or scenarios. We absolutely love them, man. You know, we have been through some things. Hey, you know, family, if you're it. listening, which you should be. Yeah. Don't get in your feelings, baby. Because it's coming out. It's coming out. It's going to come we out. love y'all, but this is what we're doing. So, you know, end of the day, if you haven't already, get your shot glasses shot, ready for shot, the last shot of the night. Okay. One more shot. One more. Let's go. One more. Keep your questions coming, your scenarios, because we're. We're glad to talk about it. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Shots and Ships Pod. Same thing on TikTok, Shots and Ships Pod. And we will see you guys next week. Deuces. Peace. Bye.